Hey guys, welcome to the Writing Guys podcast, where we help writers get inside a guy's head by answering burning questions on how men think. Uh, I'm Lansing McCall, and our hosts are C.T. Andrews and Michael Aspen. Hi, everybody. Hello. It's the most awkward part of the show, don't you think? Shouldn't we have our own intro? I mean, like a sub intro to Lancey's intro. How do you mean? Hello. It's oh. only favored by that awkward silence. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> Am I the only one that feels that way? I'm not I don't know. One. I guess maybe we could do an intro of our own. Hello, I'm Michael Aspen. <laughs> and this is not my real voice. <laughs> yeah. Anything. All right. I'm sorry to interrupt. Uh, Lancey. Please continue with the uh, introduction as it is. <laughs> okay. Well, I usually pause so you guys can wave and say, hey, so. <laughs> yeah, that's hey. true. Okay. Well, let's get on with the show. Um, today's listener question is, what could a woman do on a first date that would absolutely kill the chance of a second date? So what is a complete turn off that when you, when this happened, you're like, nope, I'm out. Oh boy. <laughs> I got a listicle. Do you? Why don't you a start out then? Of things. Um, wait, wait. I just want to preface this by saying we've talked about CT's dating game before, and he is a lover of lists. <laughs> <laughs> it's how I mentalize. How's that? <laughs> CT list lover Andrews on today's yeah. episode of the writing guys. Uh, All right. What would be a complete turn off? And so I don't know, Michael, you're going to have to remember the ways back on what was a turn off for you since you've been married for so long. Yeah. I've got a few. I, I've okay. got a few. Right. I don't know well, that I have, a, I don't have a list worthy, but I have a couple that I can throw <laughs> out there. Um, well, for those, those who, uh, who do love lists, I'll start simple. Um, just a little bit of you know, the same things that would turn off anybody, like rudeness toward I'm, I'm envisioning the waitress or waiter. Like if they're rude or cold or short with uh, the waiter or waitress, um, that, that tells me a lot about their character. And a lot of the times, if they're rude or short with a, with a waiter or waitress, and I've caught myself doing this, it's because I'm, my mind might be occupied on something else. And they ask me a question, yeah, water, you know, and we'll go back to whatever. Um, that's kind of rude and short. And so I always, you know, that first inkling that I get that this person's rude and short, I always give them the benefit of the doubt. It's like, ah, you know, she's on a date with me. This is our first date, because that is the question, right? Mm -hmm. She's probably a little nervous or uptight or whatever and uh her mind is occupied on other things that's fine she just asked for water like or or a coke or whatever like the guy wasn't hardly even standing there i'll give that i'll i'll, I'll give it a you know i'll give her the benefit of the doubt and move on with the date to see what happens next but that's a bad way to start a date isn't it kind of yeah. with that mental checkpoint right there ah. Uh, uh, let's see how she behaves now to the I'm using waiter or waitress as an example but to the people around us yeah because right. now you're on alert watching for everything now yeah yeah because now you're on alert you know um they're down on points early in the game down on point <laughs> yeah. minus one 
<laughs> kick off. Uh, but I want to start there. Just coldness or curtness or shortness with the people around her. Don't like it. I'm going to, I'm going to throw out a twofer because one of these is a pretty cliched thing that's used in media a lot, but I will tell you that it's really true. And that is when talking about your ex, um, if, if you are on the rebound and you're still not over your ex, don't, don't fucking go out with people. Just don't get over your ex first or get to the point where you're ready to actually be interested in the person across the table. So you're talking about your ex. I don't want to be your therapist. I don't want to be a rebound guy. I don't want to be the guy that you cheat on with your ex. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah screw that. I don't, I don't have, I don't want to waste my time on that. Um, because you're not ready. You're not ready to go out and be with somebody. Um, that sounds really harsh. Um, but it, it's, it's really true. Um, but that, that one is really a cliche. I play it up in movies and stuff all the time. Right. But, uh, I want to throw it out there that it's a cliche that actually has a pretty big basis in reality. Um, but the other, so to, to jump into one of mine is when they start playing the games, the, um, I'll give a couple of games that I've seen played that I'm like, Oh, just, I don't know. Uh, the one where they don't want to make any decisions. That's, that's a big one. Oh, I don't know. What do you want to do? Like, I don't look, I don't need that. Right. I want to know you. I don't want to know me. I already know me. Right. Oh, I don't care. Uh, oh, you don't really, you don't care. All right. We're going to a monster truck rally. Oh, I don't want to go there. Uh, then you do care. So little stuff like that. Uh, and then, and then, the other games that I've seen played are the like a test. I remember this one girl that I met and I never actually dated, but a friend of mine did, but she was confiding in me that she has a test that men have to pass before she'll go out with them more than a couple of times. I'm like, Oh, for fuck's sake, really? What's on the test? Oh, I won't tell you. I'll never tell anybody what my test is. And you'll know when you pass it. And I'm like, have you, have you, is this a test that gets people to ha have sex with you? Or is this a test that gets you in a relationship? Oh, in a relationship. So is there a separate test for having sex? Well, no. And I'm like, Oh, wait a minute. So what, what are these tests? And it just, it was just like, Jesus yeah. Christ, you know, this is a, this is a quagmire of craziness that I don't want to get involved with. And it wasn't that she was a mean person. It was, and, and it wasn't that she was really jerky. She just had like this mental set of rules that she had constructed that, you had to run through and pass yeah. to be able to be with her, but she wasn't going to give you any indication on what it is. And, and it was, it was almost as if she was setting up, you have to be the perfect guy, my perfect guy before I'll go out with you. There's yeah. no option there for the guy to improve. And there was no communication. And yeah. I just, that one really bugged me. Uh, I don't understand uh, that at all because that's just, uh, that's too much trouble. Why uh, do you go to that's yeah. too much angst and stress? Why just go. Oh, out. I'm getting all angsty and stressed out just listening to this because <laughs> so games. I'll just yeah, say yeah. games. See, oh, you, Michael. Yeah. Okay, my listicle just got longer. It just because <laughs> <laughs> welcome to the first two-hour marathon episode. <laughs> right. Right. Um. Yes. Yes, Michael. Women have a knack. They have a knack. I don't even know if they know they have this knack, but they have a knack and it's something you got to sniff out. I call it the shit test. It is a shit test. And I've gotten good enough to where I can sniff it out and call them out on it because that's what they're really wanting to see is if you can call them out on it. Mm -hmm. I'll give you an example of the shit test. This is a very, very basic 
fundamental example of the shit test. It never goes quite this simple, but for the sake of uh, conversation, for the sake of the example, uh, she'll say something like, um, do you think I look good today? And you go, yeah, you look great today. And she'll say, so I didn't look good yesterday. Oh, you know what I'm saying? Oh, or, or if you go up to him on approach, like, yeah, exactly. Like you don't know this girl, but you see her standing there with a cute little pink drink in her hand. So you go up to her and say, you know, and if it's, especially if it's getting late in the night, like it's say one thirty in the morning and you say hi to her. And, uh, she says something along the lines of, uh, it's one thirty. No, she'll say something along the lines of, you, you know, so you're coming over and hitting on me in so many words. Why didn't you do it before? Am I not good enough that you would, would not have hit on me before? At least she'll angle the conversation. That's a really poor example. But she'll angle the conversation uh, in that direction. Yeah. Why am, I, why am I a closing time girl instead of an 830 at night girl? Yeah, exactly. Why am right. I a closing time girl instead of an 830 at night? That's when you have to go. Hmm. You smell that? I smell shit. Because that's a shit test right there. And then you be honest with them. You tell them, no, I came over here because it's 1.30 in the morning. I mean, the deal's done anyway, right? Right. Um, and if they like it, they like it. If they don't, they don't. Enjoy your pink drink. I'm going to move on to this girl over there because now it's 1.32 in the morning. And, uh, <laughs> you know, <laughs> or whatever. And, but yes, all of that to say, Michael, you just nailed the shit test. You can't let them play the shit test with you. That's well, a, it's oh. kind of some what you guys are describing is like some passive aggressive high insecurity crap that's happening. I think you just I, nailed it. It's very passive aggressive. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't so want to. I don't want to speak to the reasons why it's there because I don't know that I can answer that. But it is there and it happens a lot. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I would have trouble as a guy because if I were there in CT's what he described and. Some girl said, oh, I look good today, but I didn't look good yesterday. I, the smart ass in me would automatically say, no, you look like shit yesterday, but you're doing better today. <laughs> Just- Lancey, you are a man. <laughs> <laughs> I can't do that. That is, that, is the, that is the answer that they want. That's the what they're looking for. Because what? they want, yes, in this example, because they want you to, they want to know that you're not afraid of them, that you're not intimidated by them, that you're bold enough to be honest with them. And if the, if you, if you give them that, the, the comeback will be quirky and cute and funny. If she doesn't punch you in the face. <laughs> okay. okay uh, I gotta be, I gotta be honest that I respond better to a smart ass, uh, witty comeback than I do to some slick. I don't know. I don't even know. So, okay. It's not about, yes, point well taken, but it's not about the man being slick in the answer to the question. It's about the man stumbling over his words because he doesn't know what to say or how to answer that question or straight up lying to her and saying, yeah, no, yeah, I'm sure you looked great yesterday versus him being honest and straightforward and saying, well, yeah, I think you look better today you know, or something along those lines, you know. You know, I think you have a point because I'm thinking back to my days of being single. I went in to buy a car and I came in armed with all the information I need to know about buying a car. And, you know, I got to tell you guys, y'all's experience buying a car is very different from every woman on on the planet. 
um, because they treat us like shit, like we're stupid. So I came in with all my knowledge and I started telling this guy this, 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 this. And he looks at me and says, why are you being such a bitch about it? And I'm like, okay, okay. Car I, what? The car salesman asked you that? Yeah, yeah. But he did it. He did it in kind of a playful way. Yeah. I went out on a date with him. <laughs> hey, case in point. I, guess I know, right? I mean, yeah. there's some truth to what you're saying is that if, if they'll just be forthright and honest. Well, that's also my personality, too. I really appreciate the forthright and honest. So I don't know. I like it. Yeah, I think, <laughs> I think the word we're all dancing around is guile that that hidden agenda trying to pull the rug over your eyes not not revealing the truth about what my agenda or my, my intentions are that's all guile and uh, yeah. it's it's a it is a pile of shit you've got to wade through sometimes and man it's no fun yeah, yeah. It's gaslighting too right yeah uh, there is some of that but yeah gaslighting i think is different isn't gaslighting more along the lines of it's like your fault that you're doing the it's your fault i'm doing bad thing isn't that what yeah it's where somebody makes you feel guilty for something or tries to make you feel guilty for something yeah yeah Yeah, i guess so i mean i think i think michael just uh that's the good a good solution you have to be in that moment it's very difficult but you have to be self-aware enough to call them out on it if you if if you were to say to a woman in that situation oh i don't do guile that's guile and i don't like guile so why don't you answer the question the way you want? You know, why don't you tell me what's really on your mind before I go get you this drink? Yeah. And I wonder what the response would be. It would probably be, oh, well, I'm dealing with an intellectual male here. I'll be damned. Yeah. That doesn't happen every day, you know. <laughs> I tell you, my confidence level as I've gotten older is significantly better, even though I really have no reason for confidence. But um, my my understanding that I am, of value, at least at some level has improved compared to when I was like 20 something. And if somebody starts pulling that shit now, I would be much more like, you know what? I don't have time to play your games. I, you're not worth it. Goodbye. You know, I like, yeah. fuck you. I'm out. Right. And, and if they're whoa, whoa, I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Go ahead and flop like a fish now, bitch. But anyway, that's, <laughs> <laughs> I'm cool. So anyway, um, to move on to another one that was, um, this one was definitely true when I was younger because I was so inexperienced sexually was overt sexual advancement or advances whenever I was obviously not cool with it. Like I was, I was shy and bumbling and, and uncomfortable and the woman's reaction to that was to get more assertive right and i'm like no that that you're it's not that it's not that i'm not interested in having sex with you it's not that i'm not going to think about you later tonight in my dorm room while i'm jerking off that's not it it's it's that i have i have like no experience with what you're doing and i don't know how to react to it and i remember there was a this is a story i've told before there was this girl in college ginger i've I've mentioned her before if you're watching i'm sorry um because i really fucked up that whole thing bad but anyway she played it just right she was she was able to to have just enough sexual tension in the conversation to let me know she really wanted me which made me feel very confident and and happy but she wasn't so overt that it made me uncomfortable and made me want to flee and i think as you get more 
you get more experience and you understand that part of the game better or that part of the relationships better, it's, it's easier to handle somebody who's more assertive. But whenever I was very young and, and inexperienced, that scared the shit out of me. Cause I'm like, oh, I'm going to disappoint this person. I don't know what I'm doing. Right. Yeah. And it, that was a very difficult thing for me to overcome. Um, over time, I've, you know, I've gotten to the point where I'm okay with that kind of assertiveness, but now I can't do anything with it. So whenever girls are real assertive with me, I'm like, man, this is awesome. I really appreciate that, but I'm married. So yeah. 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 There's a, there's a real fine line between being playful and being a slut. You know, uh, there, there is. Is it that fine? Really? (laughs) I I think, well, I mean, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. yeah, it, it depends on how far across the line you want to go, obviously. But yeah, I think there is. Um, they might both yield the same results. I mean, it just depends on the, you know, the girl and the guy. But uh, yeah, there's, I love playful. I like playful women who aren't afraid to be a little bit playful and reactive to you being playful with them. Um, you know, there was, uh, I was sitting at a, I was sitting at a bar with my, my brother and a couple of our buddies uh, one day, and this is up in Frisco, which is a pretty high end part of North Dallas. And um, I, the, this, this girl came and sat down next to me. And she had one of her friends on the other side of her over there. And uh, she was fantastic looking, very good looking girl. And so she caught my eye. And as I'm looking at her, I noticed that right here, she had a tattoo of a, uh, like a cleft note, like a, you know, a musical cleft note. And she was just doing this, talking to her friend over here. And so her hand is like sitting right there. And I was like, huh. So I reached over and touched her on the cleft note and she looked at me all surprised, but then she sort of melted and had, we had this great like 20 minute conversation of why she had the tattoo on her cleft uh, on her, on her wrist. And, um, uh, it was awesome. See, that's kind of what I mean by playful. I guess there's a playful nature to it. Um, and I, I, I dig that. I like women who can react to being I guess the word is playful, you know, that's yeah, kind of, I, I totally see that because my husband and I will go out and, um, he's pretty playful with the, with wait when we got to dinner with waitresses and waiters, you know, and, and teasing and making jokes and having a good time and they respond to it, you know, and we wind up having a really nice time out. So I get that, you know, he likes playing with people and having them play back if he's talking. Yeah. He's yeah. an introvert, so sometimes was, he's not talking. I was going to say, I, I go out and I'll hang out and I'll, I'll be making jokes with the waiter or the waitress or whatever, having a really good time and we'll get home and I'll be like, God, thank God that's over. And my wife will say, <laughs> my wife will say, you look like you're having a great time. I'm like, oh no, I hated that bitch. <laughs> you know, I was like, I'm so done talking to her. And she's like, but you were having such a great time. I'm like, no, 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 that was an act. Right. So, yeah. yeah, there are there are That's times when my my introverted self is is subdued and my extroverted self is just trying to make everything easy and fun for the people around me as like a performer would. Right. Yeah. So, yeah, it's very it's very interesting. The The fact is, is that there are times even myself where these aren't dates. Right. 
where I'm just like, oh, you know, I, the, the effort putting into being nice and friendly is a lot of work and it's there for them, not for me necessarily. So, yeah. That's so I CT, I don't know. Are you an extrovert? I don't know that we've talked about this. Seemed like one. I think that I am an introvert, but I have very extrovert qualities. Um, mm. You know, we've talked about the masks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. Uh, a mask for every uh, situation. Yeah. I think I wear masks really, really well. And that's not to say I have guile or am fake or anything like that. I just, I, I, I'm, I'm, because I'm an introvert, I think I'm capable of reading the person across from me fairly well mm -hmm. and therefore knowing how to make the proper adjustments and don the proper mask for that situation. You know the, what word, I mean? the word compartmentalize comes to mind when mm. you're talking, like you compartmentalize pieces of you. Uh, yeah, I, I think to the conscientious, conscientious objector, which I suppose you would be in this situation, I compartmentalize. I look at it more like flipping a switch. I, I flip a switch and it comes on. Yeah. Whatever, whatever that, you know, I call it a mask, whatever that is, I flip a switch and it sort of comes on. Um, so I am the most extroverted extrovert extroverting out there in extrovert world oh <laughs> uh, you dance on tables and you kiss all the cowboys and all that kind of stuff right well i mean i i don't go all out but i'll talk to anybody i'll talk to anybody i don't necessarily I, ha I have danced on a bar yeah uh, <laughs> <laughs> but i was in a group of my with my girlfriends right that's what we were doing my husband's an introvert. So everywhere we go, I'm talking to people and he's sitting there and I can just feel him looking at me like, why, why are you talking to people? <laughs> yeah. 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 Oh, that's funny. Um, Do you, here's a question. Do you think that introverted guys versus extroverted guys would, would answer this question differently? What would a woman do on a first date that would absolutely kill the chance at a second date? Do you yeah. I think they would. I can answer that question. A friend of mine, very extroverted, um, went out with the girl that of his dreams and she was very into him. I found that out later. And because she was such a quiet person, he thought she was not interested at all. And the reality was, is it was going to take her like, you know, four or five, six dates to finally feel comfortable enough to be able to open up and talk to him. But he didn't have the patience because he was an extrovert and she was an introvert. Mm -hmm. And she was way into him. And she, like I said, I found out later was crying because he didn't ask her out again. And it was all because he was like, she's not into me. And I'm like, I think she is. And he's like, no, nah, she's not into me. She didn't say a goddamn word. Right. And he'd get all pissed off and, and that it fell apart. Right. And so they ended up never getting together, but yeah, she, she was the guy, she was the girl that he had been dreaming about until the date. And then she turned out to not be the girl. Oh, see, that hurts. That hurts to hear. Yeah. Yeah, that, that, that sucks. You know, I, I think yeah. I've been in that position a couple of times where and when I was much younger, like late teenage years, maybe early 20s before I kind of came into my dating life a little better. You know, and you're just kind of formative and you're learning to do that. I, I'm very fortunate because I'm I think I got the best of both worlds. My mom is was uh very much an introvert god rest her soul 
Love you, mom. <laughs> um, but very, very introverted, very quiet, very introspective, very thoughtful, very uh, calculating. My dad is just, he's gregarious and bold and loud and his hugs kind of hurt you because he slaps you on the back. How you doing? <laughs> you know, and I think I really got a combination of those two. I think it's 5149 mom, dad, when it comes to my type of personality. So I've always felt pretty fortunate about that. I can be quiet and introverted by nature, but I know how to like, yeah, open up and have fun and meet people. Yeah. Yeah. For me, it's the reason I've decided I'm an introvert is because I, I recharge when I'm quiet and alone and I, and I run down when I'm out with people. Extroverts, typically they feel more energized when they're out with people and they run down whenever they're alone. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm, I'm definitely yeah. an, an introvert. That's a really good point, man. You know why? Because I'm always better when I'm out in public, but I always want to be alone at home. <laughs> you know what i mean it's it's so weird it's the older you get the more you start to realize these things about yourself i think the best example um again i am like if you measure me i'm like 100 percent on the extroverted scale there's no doubt but like i'll go to a conference and i'll be talking to people and i come home and i'm just flying high it's like i had this huge adrenaline rush and i'm blah, 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 you know and my husband's looking at me like what is wrong with you <laughs> but i can also be quiet because i'll spend the whole day laying on the couch reading a book you know i can do that but people energize me they i get energy from them and so that's kind of how i what i use to define are you introvert or extrovert do people energize you or do they drain you? I will I will have to take a loan on my energy bank to get through a conference. And by the time I'm on the plane flying home, even interacting with the steward or stewardess that's coming down the aisle, would you like something? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I can't take it anymore. <laughs> it's funny, especially going to writer, con and I know we're getting off topic, sorry, but going to writer conferences because most writers, I, I believe, are introverts, you know, and so you go to these conferences and you can't really tell that because sometimes they're just so excited to be around other writers, you know, that they'll they'll talk to you. Um, so that's always interesting. And I always when I go into a situation like that, because I worked a lot in my in my day job with um, developers and people who are also often introverts and so when I go into a meeting or a conference or something I always have to keep telling myself okay don't talk the whole time don't talk the whole time <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> might be another thing on your list did she talk the whole damn time <laughs> yeah oh that's interesting yeah uh, well actually that brings up when I was going to mention well I don't CT do you have something I had another one I was going to bring up I was going to follow up with what Lancey said. You know, okay, there was a time I went through theater school and I was a big actor in high school. And I've done a lot of theater around, you know, uh, the Metroplex. And uh, so I, I know the two groups of people, actors, writers. This <laughs> is a completely different world. Um, I would hang out with writers long before I hung out with a group of actors. I can't stand those people um they drive you absolutely nuts i was talking to one one time on a movie set because i was actually an extra on this movie set and he was all like 
It's like this. Yeah. Hey, uh. And he would talk and go, yeah, you know, hey, yeah. Uh. And it's like, oh, you're driving me berserk and insane. Whereas you go to a writer's conference, like you said, and they all, I think writers are much more self-aware of their, their social inadequacies than actors are. You know Real what I mean? and imagined. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or imagine they're yeah they're aware of them, which makes them a bit more balanced to talk to. Because actors have no idea that no one wants to talk to them. They just think everybody wants to talk to them, and it's like, oh, you're such an actor, you know. So it's kind of it's got again. I kind of got the the best of both of those worlds there in my my, uh, experience in history. Funny stuff. Yeah. What are you going to say, Michael? You want to say something? Well, I was going to jump back on topic and talk about one other one, which is um, having no interest in what we're talking about, right? So typically whenever I'm on a date, I'm trying to find mutual interests. So I'm talking hold on, about- Hold on, on, hold on, hold on, just a second. You write that one down too. <laughs> I'm sorry, what were you saying about actors and drama? What were you saying? <laughs> yeah so i get it i get it that there's a cliche out there that you know guys just want to talk about themselves i think i think the reality is that people want to talk about themselves i don't think that's just men i think women do that too but the point being is if you're hunting around trying to find common interests and you're not interested in talking about anything other than what interests you and i'm showing you that i'm not interested in that either right if if there's no common interests there there's there's not going to be a second date for me because i want to find that common interest i want to find something that we're both interested in so um i've been in those situations where she's all she's talking about is shoe shopping and i'm trying to find something else that we could talk about and she just won't shut up about shoes i was like all right well that's that's a poor example but you get the idea right Mm -hmm. she's she's got a one-track mind that she's wanting to talk about this and i'm trying to find something that we're both interested in and there's no there's no joy there. And it's like, well, you know what? Let's move on. Yeah. So. Yeah. You know what I found funny? Um, I like an expressive woman, much like Michael seems to, who talks in dialogues two way. But what I've noticed about women, and I'm not, sh- I'm not convinced that I don't like this. I actually might like this about women. <laughs> um, you don't have to say much in a date. If she's a talkative girl, for her to walk away going, oh, he likes me. He likes me. We're going to go out again. We're going to go out again. And, and you walk away going, I didn't tell that. I, she doesn't know what I do. She doesn't know what I like to do. She doesn't know what, what, what the first thing about me, you know, and she's as happy as she can be walking away from a date because, you know, I just shut up and listen to her. Now, I don't want to be bored. I don't want to talk about shoes all date long, but I think it's interesting that I think that that is a, to one degree or another, a definable difference between men and women. Like they like to express. And as long as they're able to express, they think the date has gone well, not saying it's good or bad, right or wrong, but um, guys on the other hand are a bit more fickle when it comes to being able to want to talk on a date. You know what I mean? Like I, I, I think that's a kind of a red flag in my head. Whereas she doesn't, if that's the way the date goes, that makes sense. 
You mean if she talks all the time and didn't learn anything about you, it's a red flag? Yeah, it's a red flag. Okay. Especially if I'm bored. But if I'm not yeah. bored, eh, okay. Yeah. I'll go out on another date with her, you know, but the fun thing, the fun thing to do is to to identify these little picadillos in their nature, in their personality, and then call them out on it. Because they always get sort of uh, flustered in a, in a, I say always, I'm not lumping all of women up into the same description, but they, women that I've dated tend to get flustered in sort of this humble kind of way. You know what I mean? It's like, I think, I think you need to give an example because, because what I'm, what I'm hearing is nitpicking, which is going to not necessarily go over well. All right. Say you have a first date. She talks, you don't, you're on the phone again, two or three days later, y'all agree to go out again, but you, this time you say, but this time you have to let me talk. Uh, They'll always be like, Oh, I know I talk so much. Oh, they'll give the head slap. You know, the whole thing. And I'm being very stereotypical right now, but it's so that you get the point. You know what I mean? They, they they become aware of you now. Right. And, uh, um, it's it depends, kind of- you know, I think a lot of that depends on personalities, too, because um, yeah. I totally love it when someone calls me on my bullshit. I think it's awesome. You just stood up to me and now you and I can be friends because I'm not going to run over you, you know, <laughs> um, but yeah. other people may not feel that secure. And if you call them on something, well, then you're a horrible person because you just pointed out my whatever. Yeah. 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 You know what I think you women love to hear especially on a first date tell me tell me the words i don't believe that if you say that to a woman after she shares something with you about her job or about the way she feels or about the way she views the world that you have a little bit of doubt about tell them "Mm, i don't believe that for a minute you know and that, that always spurns conversation. I think women do like that. I think they do like to be called out on their bullshit every now and then. Um, and it's kind of fun to do, you know, because not, not for any reason outside of the fact that it's just good conversation, really. Well, it's also the way that you did it, your, your, your tone and yeah. you, you're friendly and playful. I mean, you, you said that and I went, oh, that was nice. <laughs> you know? I mean, it's really the way that you, you do it, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. If you cross your arms and you're like, I don't believe that. It's a totally different conversation. <laughs> of course. I mean, there is a certain candor that you want to up, keep up on a date. Well, and you're can... flirty. You're being flirty. Yeah. So. It's, that, it's that playful thing. It's yeah, that playful yeah. flirty thing. You can, you can offend someone playfully and with flirt yeah. and have them not hate you in fact, draw them to you, you know, I can tell you that this conversation today has made me realize how much I don't want to go out and date again. (laughs) Like there's so much of this. And I'm just like, Oh, that's just making me tired thinking about it. Right. I'm just like, Oh, I just, Oh, I'm glad I don't have to. So anyway, yeah. But the, the reality is, is that once you, once you're in a relationship, the, the flirtatiousness takes on a different tone because now you, you, if you're paying attention anyway, you're intimately aware of what they like and don't like and what's funny and not funny and ways that you can bring joy to their life in small moments. Um, earlier today, my wife had a very busy day at work today. And um, 
she was telling me all the stuff she had to do for work, but then she also listed some stuff she had to do that was home related. And so I'll take those off your plate. Cause I had a fairly um, non busy morning today. I was like, I'll take those off your plate. I'll get them done. And then I went out and I hammered them out in like a half an hour and I come back in and I'm standing there like, behold. <laughs> <laughs> and she just, she just, yeah. Oh, you know, and she just, she just busted a gut laughing. She thought that was the funniest thing. She couldn't, she was actually in a conference call and had to like excuse herself. For people who are listening and don't have the visual, Michael just gave us kind of a, who's the man? Yeah, kind like of a pose. Superman pose, right? <laughs> I have ascended kind of thing. But anyway, but I, but I got everything that she needed done done. And she was very grateful because now for her, especially whenever stuff starts to rack up like that for her, it really weighs her down. It makes it hard for her to concentrate on the tasks that need to get done because she's so, she's got all these other tasks kind of popping into her head. So me taking that off of her plate allowed her to really focus on her work stuff, which she's still, I think, working on right now. But anyway, back to the point. Um, so that, you know, you never know how that's going to play. I heard CT talking about touching the girl's, the note on, the note tattoo on her wrist. I'm like, that would never have gone well for me. That. I would have been a bouncer involved real quick. <laughs> that would have, that would have just like completely failed. Cause I know I wouldn't have played it off correctly. Yeah. Right? Yeah. But if I had, if I had like nudged her and said, you know, and, and started the conversation differently uh, or if I'd gotten her attention and asked about it, um, I might've, I might've been able to play it off. I tend to do better with verbal banter versus physical. And I think part of that is because of my size because I'm a really big guy and I am intimidating to a lot of people just because I am there. Right. And you, we had talked off air about um, Lancey had talked about a lot of girls are uh, intimidated by overly assertive men and they're afraid to say no, um, which is a whole nother topic I don't want to get into, but I think I run into that more than the average just because immediately without saying a word, without having any introduction, they're concerned because of my size. Cause I dwarf most people, right? I'm just a big person. So anyway, enough of that. Moving on. What, what other ones is on your list, CT? I've, I think I'm pretty much dry. I don't think I got anything else, but I'll happy to chime in when you come up with a new one. I, you know, uh, I went on an interview or I went on a <laughs> interview, Jesus. I went on a date once that was an interview, meaning I asked her questions, she answered them. <laughs> Yes. And then I asked another yes. question. Yeah, yeah, and she answered it. No and there was absolutely no two-way conversation going on at all. Really cute girl too. A little dry, a little kind of dry, but cute. And um, I didn't like that. I was uncomfortable on that entire day because <laughs> I just felt like, okay, great. Uh, she's expecting another question. What am I going to ask her now? So, I think that's the perfect time to say, do you want to go back to my place and get it on? <laughs> <laughs> Why not? I think you're right. I mean, it, it either happens or it excuses you from an uncomfortable situation early. That's not a bad point. You are, man. That's um, a win-win right there. Yeah, it's a win-win. You got to look at the silver lining. Yeah. Oh, man. Uh, I should have done that. Uh, yeah, you know, dates that feel like interviews, like I'm giving an interview. That just drives me insane. Um, don't like that. Let me see. Uh, you hit on one of my listicles again a few minutes ago, Michael. I forgot what it was. Um, 
you know, if there are any more, I'll, I'll, I'll include them in the comments. <laughs> yeah. Cause we're, we're actually, uh, we're close to time. Do you guys have anything you want to wrap up with on this topic? Uh, well, I can tell you that. So this was geared from the male point of view. Um, there are, there have been plenty of times in my life where I would have liked a second date and didn't get one. And I don't know what I did wrong. So I would love to hear women express the opposite side of this equation. What was it that, what is it that men do? I would love to hear those answers. I don't know wh what forum we would get them, um, but I would love to get them because. Huh? Nothing. I said, I said without being petty, please. Yeah, please. Yeah. I, well, actually I do appreciate that. Yeah. Because I, we're. Oh, I mean it. I'm no, actually I, mean it. Because no, I, no, I, reasons for not going out on a second date are always just so petty. Always. Just my, always. It's not a universal. <laughs> uh, but more often than not, it's just so petty. But go ahead, Mike. What what are, what is give just real quick while we're wrapping up? What is one? Well, we had this time? talk. We had this talk on an episode several weeks ago. Um, the best, the best, um, the best lens or the best thing, the best way to illuminate this is on a radio show that I listen to every morning called First Date Update. Remember me mentioning this a couple of weeks ago mm -hmm. when two people go on a first date. And they never hear back one, one or the other never hears back from the other one. So they get them on the radio to ask, yeah. Hey, I liked the first date. I had fun. Why didn't you call me back? And four out of five times, it's the guy calling the radio station saying, Hey, I went out with this girl and everything went so well. And I was just kind of wondering if we could get her on the radio on, on air. Like that's not, awkward but still that's the, whole, <laughs> that's the whole hook right um and so these women come on and their god their reasons for not wanting to go out are always just so petty i don't think that their genuine reasons for not going out are petty i think the reasons they give for not wanting to go out are petty because they're a little afraid to say i think you're ugly or you know, uh, I, 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 you know, you're, you're, you're socially inept, right. you know what I mean? So they'll hide behind other reasons like, well, he took me to a painting place and he compared his painting to everyone else's, which is what painting places are for, or too competitive, you know, or whatever, you know, uh, it's, I can't think of any right off the top of my head, so I'm floundering around, but no, I get it. Yeah. They're always very petty reasons. I didn't like his shoes. He didn't he slouched at the table. He, yes. he ate with oh. his mouth open. Yeah. Yeah, stuff like maybe that. Maybe they um maybe they don't want to hurt the guy's feelings, so they give a right. really that, well yeah, exactly I think right. yeah. Yeah, I think that's right. And now we're back to what you were talking about that you don't want to necessarily be rude because you might get a an un uh, a very unattractive response. Um, yeah, we're unwelcome. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Right. So yeah, I guess I guess what? Yeah, that. So that's a good point. I would like the real reasons why. Yeah, because it's better for somebody to think you're a dingbat yeah. than to think. I don't know something deeper. <laughs> you, know, sure. you know. What'd you say? 
you're too short. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Whatever. Something that might actually hurt somebody's feelings and require retribution. Yeah, okay. well, yeah, yeah, well. So anyway, but the, the point of this was to say that, you know, that there are, there are, you know, a lot of times um, I think, I think in media it's portrayed that there's nothing that would turn a guy off, right? He's going to be interested no matter what, because there's that possibility of sex. And the reality is that's not true. Um, and I wanted to, uh, you know, whenever I, whenever I started giving my examples, I wanted to give examples where things that actually happened to me um, that made me go, mm, yeah, no, I, the vibe is off. I'm out. Right. And, and those were examples um, from my case. So anyway, yeah, that, that's all I got. One of the first ones you mentioned, and I know we're starting to get really long on this episode, um, was talking about the boyfriend. Yeah, the ex-boyfriend. Yeah. Right. I know that on a first date, there's going to be mention of her ex-boyfriend, maybe even an ex-girlfriend of mine or two or whatever. And that's fine. I totally get that. But 20 minutes, 25 minutes, 30 well, minutes. I don't understand why that, that would come up. Do what? I'm sorry. No, I didn't even talk over you. I'm like, I don't even understand why that would come up on a first date why it would your past relationships would come up i don't get it oh it's, it's why is I, I i've found that there's a lot of reasons why it might come up you know um when i've seen it happen it's usually subtle like you'll order hot wings and you'll get them with mild sauce and go, oh my ex used to always get it with the extra hot sauce and you're mm -hmm. like oh, so are you saying i'm not as manly as your ex what do you what what does that mean right and then, you know, whenever you're drinking a diet soda instead, of, oh, he always got a beer. It's like, okay, well, like yeah. yeah, it's, it's never, it, it's just comparisons. Right. And, and I don't, sometimes it feels like they're just trying to find something to talk about. And that just seems like the other guy in their life that they were serious about did this. And so therefore there's a comparison to bring up. I don't know. I really don't know the reasoning behind it, but it happens kind of like that. Do, do both parties do it or just the women? Well, I think, I think men do it too. Um, I don't, if I'm, if I'm dating somebody, if I was dating somebody, my, my goal is to be interested in them. So I'm not going to bring up an ex unless they ask. Right. So Once again, I'm a man. <laughs> yeah. So, but, but if, I mean, if they ask, you know, so, you know, have you dated anyone before? I mean, in today's day and age, you kind of got to, you got to know if you're thinking about doing something with somebody, you do want to ask a little bit, you know, if they're, <clears throat> if they're potentially, you know, carrying an STD or something, you want to know, but um, if they ask, I, you know, I would be honest, right. And answer the question, but the focus is not about my ex-girlfriend. The focus is me getting to know you and you getting to know me and seeing if we click and, that going and talking about an ex isn't going to happen. So, yeah. but I know that there are, I, my roommate in college, I'm not going to mention any names here, but my roommate in college, he was still stuck on his ex while dating his current girlfriend and his current girlfriend was doing everything she could to get him to forget his ex, but he was still in love with his ex. And it was obvious like all the time, everything he said, every way, every, like, not everything he said, but the often comments would come out of his mouth that you're just like, Jesus Christ, dude, you're still in love with her. You need to get over her. Yeah. Right. So yeah. it does happen. It does happen. The other side. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, CT, um, I think we all cut you off there. We all like went off on a tangent. Sorry, so sorry. you were talking about the, the ex, the girlfriend. Yeah, no, I'm, uh, yeah. Yeah, I've been stuck in very one way conversations about her ex, her ex boyfriend. 
on a number of occasions. I was driving her. There was there was this one girl recently, uh, within the last eight or ten months. I'm driving her. I'm driving her around, right? Okay, I'm driving her back to my apartment specifically to have carnal knowledge. So we're driving back, and she started talking about her ex-boyfriend and wouldn't shut up about him at all. And I was just driving. I didn't say a word, and it became a game in my head. I was like, how long am I going to drive before uh, she stops talking about him? And she finally stopped talking about him long enough to take a breath. And I went, I looked at her and went, why are we talking about this? Yeah. And she did not take the cue. She just kept talking and talking and talking. It was unbelievable. You think she was nervous? No, I think she was just, I don't know. No, I don't think she was. That's a good point, Lancey. Maybe she was, it, I did, it didn't strike me as that. I think she was just um, not very aware. She was just not very aware of the situation and the, the whole, you know, we were on a date for, for crying out loud, I, you know, and that's kind of what I'm talking about. Drive me crazy. Drive me nuts. Yeah. I don't, I, I'll be honest with you. I don't know. I don't know the reasoning behind it. I don't know what goes through. Like I could understand a guy's perspective on that, but the reality is the guy's perspective on that is the guy is not over the girl yet and he needs to get over her. So that's, that's the only way I know that I could answer that question. But from the from a female perspective, I don't know what her thought process is. But typically, where where I would land if I heard her talking about her ex a lot is you're not over him, you're still into him, and that means you can't be into me and enough that I'd be inter- that I'd be okay with it, right? You, I don't want you dating me but thinking about him all the time. That's not going to work. So we need yeah. we need to cut this off. Um, but I, I, the reality is that may not be the case. I don't know. There's a lot of mysteries on, on our side of the aisle, on the male side of the aisle. There's a lot of mysteries as to why women do certain things that we don't know the answer to. So <clears throat> I don't know that women know why they do things. <laughs> <laughs> oh, all right. Well, I'm going to wrap this up then, unless you guys have something else. Well, I, I don't know if CT had a chance to give his final thoughts or not. I know no. we kind of dovetailed off what I said, but I want to make sure you get your chance. Our predominantly that. female audience hates me enough as it is. So let's, let's <laughs> done with it. <laughs> okay. All right. That's We're based wrapping. on like zero feedback. They might all love you. CT? I doubt it. CT? Yeah. I, I don't know that I believe that. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> Whoop. <laughs> Whoop. Well, that, that right makes- around on you, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm wrapping this Thank up. You, <laughs> Thank you. Oh, All right. great. Guys, we're concluding this yeah, episode yeah, yeah. of yeah. Writing Guys. Yeah. If you have a question that you would like answered about how men think, visit writingguys.net and click the button to ask us a question. Please. Um, Please, yes. And uh, be sure to like, follow, or subscribe to the Writing Guys podcast wherever you listen or watch your podcasts. And we will see you next time. Bye. Bye, Bye, everyone.